What's up Plum Creek? I hope everybody's doing well. Before I jump into my message today, I just want to take a minute and and just to pray with you that God will use this in a big way this week. Father, thank you for the week that is behind us and the week that lies in front of us. And I just ask in these moments that we have together that you would speak to our hearts, that you will move us to a new place of reliance in you. And uh, Father, thank you. Thank you that we have a chance to talk to a God that hears us and then that cares about the needs in our lives. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I felt led to do this series that we've called Insurmountable based on many conversations that I've had over the past six months with Plum Creekers. These conversations have happened via email and on the phone, even at some of our drive-through dinners, our drive-through prayer times, Uh, back when we were meeting in the park and here in the parking lot over the last couple of weeks on tours and even conversations in and about the community. Uh, This has been, and we know this, a tough time for all of us. Not that there hasn't been some good in the midst of the challenge, but I know that many have and still are facing very difficult circumstances. And this is going to look a little different for all of us. And there are lots of ebbs and flows to the challenges that we've experienced. But to say that there have been some difficulties would be an understatement. There likely have been moments where we have all felt like we were facing what has been insurmountable. It's been true for all of us. And and that is why we've been looking together at some of these amazing stories of real people facing insurmountable circumstances from the scriptures and carefully looking at the ways that God was in the middle of these circumstances. We've learned some really important lessons together as we've looked at these stories. This week, I even asked Taylor to reach out via our social media to ask you this important question. In the middle of all that's going on right now, what do you want Jesus to do for you? What is it that you've been praying about? What is it that, that you've been speaking to God about? And what is it that he's been speaking to you about? How has God been working in you in the middle of all of these challenges? And this is what I want to talk about this weekend. Today, we are going to look at an amazing story that, again, details the way that Jesus cared about a man that was facing what we would for sure call insurmountable circumstances. If you have your Bibles or your devices, please turn or swipe now, if you would, to Mark chapter 10. This is the last trip that Jesus would make into Jerusalem before being crucified. And we're going to pick up this story in Mark chapter 10, and we're going to look at verse 46. Let's look at this together. When they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. I want to stop for just a second and remind you that Jesus knows in this moment that his days were numbered. He knows what lies ahead of him, and he is likely already carrying an enormous amount of emotion to the reality that soon he will take this step to bring to fulfillment the Father's redemptive plan. And I want you just to imagine with me what it must have felt like to be carrying the burden of what he knew was just around the corner. These emotions were real, and I've often wondered about that. What do you think that you would have been thinking? What would it be on your heart and on your mind in these moments? Let's keep reading in this story here in Mark chapter 10. 
Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. The blind beggar was named Bartimaeus. And here's just a little miracle trivia to you. And I find it quite interesting that there are only just a few people who received a miraculous healing physically from Jesus that are actually mentioned by name. And Bartimaeus is one of them. In these days, there were no programs or resources to aid people with disabilities like there are today. Individuals in Bartimaeus' time were reduced to begging for mercy and assistance from other people. Bartimaeus likely had lived his whole life at the mercy of others, begging for food and whatever else it would be that he needed. And I think it's fair to say when we look at this situation in this story that Bartimaeus was facing circumstances that were insurmountable. Again, this has been our focus for the past few weeks, these stories where people are facing circumstances and and then they have these encounters with the power of God in the middle of what seemed insurmountable. And we are looking at these stories carefully because you see there are elements in each of these stories that can help guide us as we're facing insurmountable circumstances in our lives as well. Now, our circumstances might not look just like theirs, but they are most definitely some amazing truths that are embedded in these stories and this story as well. So now that we have kind of set the tone, let's dig into this story together. And I want to share with you that my main thought this weekend is this, Jesus is near, tell him your needs. Let's keep looking at this story in in Mark chapter 10. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And I want to stop here for just a second in this story because this is a a really big deal. And this is for somebody that is watching this today. God is near. That was true then and that is true now that God is with us. As a matter of fact, James tells us in James chapter 4, verse 8, come close to God and God will come close to you. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. That's for somebody today. You may feel alone, but God's promise is that he's near. Let's keep going in this story now. Uh, In Mark chapter 10, verse 47. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David. Now I want to stop there for a second again because when Bartimaeus cries out to Jesus, he cries out with these very specific words, Jesus, son of David. He's asking him to have mercy on him. Bartimaeus is saying something about who Jesus was that nobody else has been saying. You see, he just declared that Jesus was an heir of David. Now, there may have been others that realized that Jesus was the Messiah and maybe knew that privately, but this blind beggar, he publicly proclaims that Jesus was the Messiah. Of course, we know he wanted to be healed and he's asking for this healing, but he knew that Jesus was more than just a healer. And I want you to not see or miss this contrast in the story. 
Remember that Jesus was heading towards Jerusalem, ultimately to be crucified. And the people of Israel could see with their physical eyes, but they were spiritually blind. Bartimaeus, he was blind. He couldn't see with his eyes, but he recognized Jesus for who he really was. He recognized Jesus for being the the Messiah, the son of David. This is a messianic title that that is found in the Old Testament prophecies. And I can only imagine when I think about this story that this is part of what caught Jesus' attention when Bartimaeus yelled out to him. And I want to ask you this question as we're digging into this story. Do you really know who you're talking to when you ask God for help? I mean, really know. This has to be more than just an intellectual understanding about who he is. I'm asking you today, in this moment, do you really know him? Because remember, Jesus is near. And you need to tell him your needs. Let's see how we do this from this story from Mark chapter 10. Let's look at this verse again, verse 46. When Bartimaeus, when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout. I love this part of the story because Bartimaeus now, he's, he's getting after it. He sees this opportunity and he gets fired up. He goes after it with a passion. I love that he shouts. You see, he's not going to waste this opportunity. He doesn't know if Jesus will come by again. And there's a chance that there were some other people in the crowd that had issues as well. Could Jesus have intervened on their behalf as well? Sure, sure they could. Maybe they weren't aware, and as a result, they completely missed out. But it was Bartimaeus who knew who Jesus was, and he went after it, and he shouted. Can we pause here for a minute and just talk about us? When tough times hit, do you first try and solve your problems yourself? Or do you call out, do we call out to Jesus first? Let's think about how you've been doing with this lately. I wonder what the start of your day looks like. What does the middle of your day look like? What does the end of your day look like? Have you developed the habits? I would encourage you to set an alarm throughout your day to remind yourself where your help comes from. Let's continue in this story. Let's look at verse 48. <clears throat> many of the people that were around him, look at this. They, they yelled, be quiet. And many of the people tried to hush him, but he refused to be hushed. And I love this. I love his passion. And we need to get real here for just a minute. Sometimes, sometimes it's the voices in our own minds that prevent us from calling out to Jesus when we have needs. Maybe we think that he's got to be too busy to care about my stuff. And other times we think maybe it's just that I'm not good enough to deserve his help. But there are other times when it's the voices of others that prevent us from calling out to Jesus. Maybe it's our fear, our fear of what others are going to think or what are they going to say or do when they find out that I'm a Jesus person. What What if Bartimaeus had let any of these things stop him? I would contend that he would have never experienced the miracle that he was asking for. What great things will you and I miss out on if we allow these things to stop us from seeking help from Jesus as well? 
You see, guys, listen, I absolutely love Bartimaeus's passion. And you've got to see what happens next here in verse 48. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But now watch what happens. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. I love this guy's passion. Just a few weeks ago, our student ministry team was doing a drive-through prayer and prep for the, for the new school year. Everybody was kind of coming through the line, and one of our Plum Creekers kind of waved me down, and, and he asked me if I would pray for him after they made it through the line. And of course, I said, I would love to. And so after they made it through all the different stops and, and they had gotten the, the, the things that were being handed out and connected with all of the people, he, he, he kind of pulled out of the line. And, and so he asked me if I could pray for them. And you bet, of course, I will pray. And, and I asked him, what, what is it that you want to pray about? And this is what he said. He said, Doug, I haven't been being a great husband lately. <clears throat> and I haven't been being a great dad. And I've got to tell you, there was something that just connected with my heart because I loved, I loved his authenticity. We could probably all say the same thing that he said uh, at different times in our lives. But here's the cool thing, guys. His wife and his son were in the vehicle with him. Now, they didn't nod or, or confirm that that was true. But let me tell you, I absolutely loved his passion I love that he wanted to be authentic and real and he wanted to reach out and ask that we would pray together about this. I loved his passion for authenticity and for for God to help him as we're all facing these unique challenges during this time. Let's continue in the story. Let's look at verse 49. This is awesome. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and he said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Oh, baby, see here? Now it's about to get real. This guy calls out to Jesus. And and I want you to know today, don't you ever forget this. He hears you. He loves you. And he wants to help you. We have to have the same passion like Bartimaeus did. Let's keep going in this story. Now look look at verse 50. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat. He jumped up and he came to Jesus. He takes off his outer cloak and he throws it away. And now listen, theologians have lots of thoughts here about what that might mean. And I'm not sure about all of the significance here other than this. This I know. He got rid of what could hold him back or trip him up. He was getting after it. He wasn't going to live satisfied with where he was. Remember, he was blind. And he was ready to roll. He was ready to take action. And I want to stop again here and ask, how about you? What is it that's holding you back? What is it that has the potential to trip you up? You see, there are, there are going to be times when we can't seem to see God in the middle of our challenges. In many ways, just like Bartimaeus, we may seem blind. Sometimes it's hard to see him at work when our situations seem insurmountable. So what, guys, what do we do? What do we do in those moments? When I'm blinded by life, what do I do? I listen for his voice. When I'm not sure which way to go, here's what we need to do. We need to head towards his voice. Pay close attention. Eliminate distractions. 
and listen for his voice, not the voices of the rest of the crowd around us and of others. We need to get rid of what may trip us up and we need to head towards, run towards Jesus's voice. Sometimes we can't see it. Sometimes we're gonna stumble. Sometimes people will think we're all crazy. People will tell us to hush. People may not understand why we go to Jesus, but listen, friends, we need to keep running to Jesus. I want you to check out what happens next. Jesus asks this very important question, and I love the way that Jesus asked this question to Bartimaeus. He says this. He says, what do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. We've got to be honest with each other today and say that seems like an obvious question, doesn't it? Shouldn't Jesus know? Clearly, he could tell that this dude was blind. And and here's what I see here that's true for you and me. The Lord wants us to verbalize our needs. I have learned in my life that there's just something in this. There's something in this for you today. Just get real with our God. Don't hold back. Sometimes this is easy because the need seems so obvious. God, help me with my finances. Help me find a job. Lord, help me with my health issues. Help me with my relationships. Help me with my marriage or my kids or my grandkids. But then sometimes this is a little bit more difficult because the need might be less obvious to those around us. Lord, help me to forgive. Help me with my anger or my fear. Lord, help me with my anxiety or my doubt. Lord, help me with my faith. Don't be afraid to ask for his help. Don't be afraid to be honest with him. Call out to him. Remember, our main thought is this. Jesus is near. Tell him your needs. And I love this story so much. You've got to see what happens next. Jesus asks this important question. And then all of a sudden, Bartimaeus, he responds. You've got to see what he says. My rabbi, he said. I want to see. I love the way that Bartimaeus is speaking almost even to himself, the way he makes this clear. You see, it's one thing to know about Jesus. It's another thing altogether for him to be your Jesus. So we need to tell our Jesus what our needs are. There's something about this relationship that we see that Bartimaeus had. He's calling him his rabbi. There's ownership in this. There's a connection in this. And look what Jesus says now in verse 52. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. A couple of final observations, guys. You see, we've got to have faith together that God can intervene. And and we have to be people just like Bartimaeus that keep following Jesus. I love after all this happened. Listen, I would venture to guess, you guys, that part of the reason why we know his name is because he became known as a follower of Jesus. Jesus is near. And I want to challenge you this week to tell him your needs. Can I ask you the same question? What, What do you need for Jesus to do for you today. This week, name it, say it, pray it, shout it if you have to, get it out. You see, sometimes the crowd is going to stop us. And if that's the case, I wanna challenge you to get a new crowd. And often 
There are things that trip you up and I want you to pay close attention this week to the things that have the potential to trip you up and take action to throw it to the side. And maybe during this season, it has been tough for you to see Jesus in the middle of all of this. Maybe you're living distracted and there's so much going on today. Hear me, it's okay. It's okay. But we need to know his voice. You need to listen for his voice and move towards his voice. Trust him. Keep following him. We're getting ready to go back into a time of worship together, but before we do, could we just take a moment now and pray together? Father, we stop and I thank you so much for the authenticity of this story and the passion that Bartimaeus showed us. And Lord, I pray for those that are facing what feel like insurmountable circumstances because we all have been facing those things during this season. And we need to be reminded today to do this like Bartimaeus did, that we would recognize that you have the strength and the power to help us to overcome and to deal with the circumstances that we're facing. Will you help us to get passionate about communicating to you first, not trying to solve it on our own first, but trusting you first to help us walk through these things? Lord, we know there's lots of distractions that would prevent us from doing that. Sometimes it's the crowd. Sometimes it's something that's tripping us up. This week, will you help us to pay close attention and that we would listen well to your voice, that we, would, that we would see the things that are being a distraction to us and that rather than following the crowd, we will follow you. And like Bartimaeus did, even in those seasons where it feels like we can't see you and feel you and, and know you because the circumstances seem so out of control that we would just listen for your voice. and That something would come alive in us when, we, when we're able to communicate these things to you and we would see your power at work in real ways. Lord, I know somebody needed to hear this this week. Will you be very real in the middle of those circumstances? I also realize there may be someone watching this that, that hasn't made that decision to accept Christ as their Savior. You might know about him in your mind, but you don't know him personally. And if that's you, will you just simply listen to, that, to, the, to what God is doing in your heart as he's drawing you to himself? And if you're ready to make that decision, to ask him to be the Lord of your life, then just simply pray this with me, Father. I know that I need to know you this way, not just in my mind, but in my heart. And today I ask you to forgive me. Today I ask you to help me to understand who you are and who you will be as the Lord of my life. I thank you that you died on that cross for me and that my sins can be forgiven and I can be given a fresh start and a new hope for eternity. And I pray this week you will help me to realize and understand what it looks like when I share with you the most powerful God ever known, the, the issues and the circumstances that I'm facing that, Lord, we'd see your power at work in us. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.